right, welcome to our Fleet of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I am your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have the full crew with us. And let's go around the table for introductions. Aaron. Hi, I'm Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard. She is a beguiling magical slayer. She is also a human sorceress with venom in her veins as her trouble. Her other aspects are fantastical facades, the Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and then she is still wearing her negative energy ward and she has her fancy whip. Eleanor currently has one fate point and she is still suffering from her moderate consequence, which we've named Vampire Queen. And we are not refreshing from last time, so everyone keeps the fate points they had from last time. All right, Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Mira does not kill. Her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Now you get the thorns. And she also has the negative energy ward and the staff of summer flame. Uh, Mira also has a full four fake ones. And Brendan. Yes, hello, and pleased to be here today. Uh, I will be playing Yolok. Yolok is our uh, our kobold thief. Yolok's aspects are that he's a slippery kobold treasure hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem, but getting out... Dot, dot, dot. Yolok is beneath notice, and he is also in the void with Meshkenet and Alashra. He has complete dedication to the mistresses, and as always, is carrying his trusty Masterwork Thieves tools and his Maroti stiletto. Finally, he is driven by the King Killer. And I'm currently sitting on three fate points. And Alashra with the dagger in her chest. Mandalore <laughs> with the dagger in her chest. And to that point, Tiffany, how about you give us a recap of what happened last time? Oh, what seemed like a mild-mannered shopping trip, uh, the tra sent us on a um, an errand um, for some um, uh, ingredients that we needed for the preparation for Tomlin's uh, healing. Um, we needed to to do the ritual to get him better. We needed some ingredients, she, and we uh, went there as a group. Um, and the owner, Marta, of the Taliska Connection, she had a very well-appointed shop stocked with all manner of goods to interests of all kinds. Um, I think everybody found something of note um, while we were there. Um and um, everything seemed to be extremely well secured. The security system on the shop door was really strong. None of our magics, the veil instantly dropped the minute that we walked in. Um, so she was like, this is like a high security shop with highly valuable goods inside. Um, she has a, um, a muscle that works in her shop named Ivar, who had a lot in common with Yolak. Um, they found out. And while they were bonding, we were getting everything we need. And just as we were about to take our little goodie bag to leave, there was a vampire gang waiting for us in the streets. And we decided to get back in the shop 
and maybe try to make an exit out the back door. They started trying to bust into the shop and in an effort to protect her, uh, Marta, the shop owner, we wanted to make a very noticeable exit, a very conspicuous exit out the back door and a very conspicuous show um, leaving via the carpet. So they would stop breaking into her shop and they would at least check to um, take their interest and follow us. But in doing that, you know, when vampire mobs tend to follow you, it doesn't go well. And um, in doing so, they tried to jump up on the carpet from the ground. And what um, we saw was Alashra rose up from behind us and was about to cast some sort of lightning attack on us when a bat came in from the opposite direction to attack her only to transform immediately into Darius. And that caused our dear Eleanor to swan dive after him, compelled by uh, Vampire Queen. So uh, we have (laughs) Eleanor going after Darius and with complete loyalty to the mistresses, uh, Mira instructed Yolak to go after Eleanor with the express instruction of save her And he took that to mean save her from the person who wants to kill her. So he therefore stabbed Alashra, doing nothing about Darius because Mira was unclear. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's set the scene because we are picking up right in in medias res here. So, Yolok is straddling Alashra with the void dagger in her chest. And he has just felt her sucked into the void with him and Meshkene and all the other souls. Eleanor is in the middle of the fray of the vampires back to back with Darius. And Mira is on the carpet flying above the action with a dangling rope that Yolok had just swung on. So, In the moment of Alashra's death, everyone freezes and is looking. It's a deep, visceral reaction from all of the vampires. And they are stunned. Standing there, looking over at Yolok on the ground. Eleanor and Darius, your backs are to each other as you've been in a fierce fight. And after a moment, a beat, the vampires look at each other, they look at you, they look at Yolok, and they run. They want no more of this. And they run, they run away, exiting the plaza through a variety of alleys, and you are left in the plaza with Darius. Now, the space was darkened by a, a spell that was cast early on. A rock was thrown with a darkness enchantment that blotted out the light in the, in the plaza to make it like twilight. 
that is still in action so it feels even though you know it's like pretty bright out the plaza is dim like the sun had just set and Darius steps away from Eleanor's back and turns to face you and you can hear his breath behind you over your shoulder. Elena, Eleanor, whatever your name is, I came for you. Eleanor just, she's Oh. Eleanor stands there breathing. She doesn't think she can turn around. Because she is pulled to him, but she hates him. There's a lot of emotions going on right now. So, for just a moment, you feel a whiff of Darius's breath across your neck but then he walks past you towards Yolok Yolok you feel a, a little shade come across you and uh, you look up and there is Darius in black leather pants tall leather boots a flowy silk shirt long black hair Looking down, what have you done, little kobold? What have you done to this city in a matter of days? Eleanor does turn around and go over to follow. Who are you? Mira, it's worth noting, is lowering the carpet. <laughs> staying on it, but... <laughs> She is she's lowering it to be on the level so that they are all a united front. Mm. So Yolok, it's hard to hear and focus on what he's saying because you hear him and you see him. But in the back of your brain somewhere you hear Alashra shrieking and you're pretty sure that her and Meshkenet are like cat fighting in the void. You hear them shrieking at each other, and you hear occasional <laughs> accents as if maybe one is swinging the other by their hair. You're not sure. You can't actually see this, but it's distracting. There is something going on there, and it is pushing through into your world, and it's really hard to focus. I am Yola. And I serve the mistresses. Darius looks confused for a moment, and then he looks back around at Eleanor and then over at Mira on the carpet. And I see. Interesting. What is that? And he points at the hilt of the void dagger sitting in Alashra's chest. What is that? 
that is the remnants of an unfortunate soul who tried to harm my mistresses. He smiles and offers you a hand. Like to stand up or yep. like in solidarity? No, to stand up. Uh, so I'm kind of imagining that Yolak is still sort of like hands on the dagger, right? Sure, like it's sure. Yeah, okay. So you are by can... no means obligated to accept the hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So can Yolak pull the dagger out of Alashra? Of course. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, I, I put the dagger in its hilt. When you do that, sorry, in its scabbard. Yeah, when you do that, the voices, the the fighting in the background, the noise, dulls. Mm. Um, interesting. Yolak takes mental note of that. Uh, and he remains facing away and stands up on his own. As you stand up, after a, mo- a few moments after the the dagger has been removed from the body, Alasha's body suddenly starts aging very, very quickly. And the skin around her face and across her, her whole body dries and shrivels and goes absolutely paper-like and then crinkles and starts fading away into dust. And after a few moments, there is nothing left except ash underneath you. But as her body was fading, was melting away, the skull remained for a moment before it dissolved and the canines were fully extended. And then the skull withered, uh, dusted away as well. And there's nothing but just ash where she was. Darius speaks up. You have just slain an a vampire queen, Yolak. That is frankly terrifying. And he looks at the three of you, eyes ending on Eleanor. I think perhaps I misjudged all of you. You also notice that the darkness spell in the area is starting to um, fade slowly, and he kind of tenses for a moment as the uh, light around him is starting to brighten. He looks around. I would speak with you more 
with you would. A little bit of steam starting to come off of his shoulders. <laughs> but I must get out of here. He looks you in the eye, Eleanor. Will you come speak with me? Your friends are welcome. How can we be guaranteed our safety? You have my word. If we were, if we were to continue, continue this conversation, where would we meet you and when? Let us find... Let's find somewhere dark. Now. We have things to discuss. I look to Mira and Yolak. I'm sorry, uh, Darius, was it? Um, I, we haven't been formally introduced, but I fully know who you are. And what you need to know about us is we have no problem with the rising daylight. And you'll forgive me if based on our last encounter, I don't trust your guarantee of our safety with your word. So we're going to need some collateral if you're going to want us to follow you anywhere darker, anywhere. He smiles. Yeah, hold on. We need the la let me just make sure I'm remembering this right. The last time we saw Darius, we know that he was in league with Mesh Kennet, right? Yep. And then he actively fought against us in that encounter, right? Yep. And Only he... to get to Eleanor, though. Yeah. I think his whole thing has been to get to Eleanor. Who just used Miss Bennett for her army? Hold on. Okay. Refresh my memory, then. Was he fighting against us during the Mesh Kennet encounter? Yes. Kind of? Kind of. Wait, no, we didn't actually see him in the big fight. We saw him up in the library when we went upstairs. Yeah. He uh -huh. didn't actually... And what happened when you guys were up there? He was going he... after Eleanor. Yeah, because Tomlin was up there as bait because they knew that they, or just he, however he ended up there, they left Tomlin up there as bait to bring us to Tomlin and when we showed up, Dar Darius was ready and said, Elena or Eleanor or whatever, you're here. I want you. And then the minute we started putting up any resistance, he started defending against our attacks to try to get away from him. But it was never like, you foiled my plan. It, he, he doesn't have an agenda other than to get his claws back into Eleanor. So far as we can tell. Yeah. Okay. And we know that he wasn't chill with Alashra, obviously based on the last fight, but what we have reports of is when he showed up at the pallid court, he started like, like slaying down her lieutenants and everybody was like, whoa. And he went and disrupted her court. And that was a big problem. He started causing problems for her, basically pulling vampire rank. And then we knew that Mish Kennet was giving him like privileges and her actual lieutenant was like pissed that he's like now the new favorite. And now they're all dead. Yeah, and you and now they're all dead. And we do have the King Killer dagger. Which, which has them both. 
But I mean, if something goes awry, Yolok can just kill Darius. Easy. Unless he pulls some Paragon level nonsense and, you know, we don't have it anymore and something terrible befalls Yolok. I'm still going to need collateral from Darius beyond his word. Yeah, okay. I mostly just wanted to see, like, like what was the last encounter with him? The last encounter was he begged Eleanor to come with him and be the vampire, be his vampire queen. And I said, and Emira said, oh, hell no, and popped a strength potion, knocked Eleanor out so that she wouldn't go to him, and I carried Tomlin and Eleanor on my shoulders to the elevator. Okay. The last interaction they had was was Mira going down the elevator and her and uh, Darius locking eyes. It was pretty badass. Okay. At no point has he attacked any of us. It's a bit blurry. The whole scene in the library was pretty aggressive. He definitely wasn't, you know, recognizing Eleanor's, you know, sovereignty of herself. <laughs> but, like, okay. yeah. mostly he's, like, this implacable pursuer. So from Yolak's perspective, he has not witnessed or heard of him making a move against us other than trying to counter our escape measures. Right. And and as I recall, so what Yolak has seen here, Yolak saw him and Meshkenet in the, I, uh, not the library, but like the inner sanctum area. No, it was the library. It actually. was the library. Yeah, you saw in the, library. In the library. Where, yeah, I saw them there when I was first reconnoitering the, the situation. Yep. Then, uh, as we were all coming out of the pyramid, I didn't know what had transpired up there, and I was basically just told we're getting chased by a vampire, a super powerful vampire run, and that was our chase down the city streets, and we had to find water. And now this is the effectively the third time I've encountered him. And it's uh, him saying, just come meet me in a dark alleyway and trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds. All right. Cool. <laughs> Can I get a compel for venom in my veins if I just say, yes, we're going to go? Absolutely. That would be compelling vampire queen. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would be vampire. Thing. Yeah. Okay. But yes, you may absolutely have a compel to say yes. Okay. I'm gonna take that uh, compel. Sorry, did we interrupt? I'm sorry, did we interrupt uh, Mira like mid sentence in that? Sorry, Mira. I, I <laughs> no, uh, Mira made a demand of Darius for collateral as a guarantee of our safety, and it sounds like we may not get an answer out of Darius before Eleanor decides to go bouncing along after him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm questionable. I spent them all. I need fate points. It's true. So Mira says that, and Eleanor just kind of looks at Mira and says, we have to go. We need to see this through. And she looks at Darius. Yeah. Darius, excuse me. You ah. forgive me if I will step in to protect my friend here against you. You understand that she is not of her right mind around you. 
There is a power between you that I don't even pretend to understand, but I don't trust it. And this is many more words between us I ever thought we would exchange. You know what we are capable of. You need to earn my trust. Now. And I like tighten my grip on the staff of Simulfin. He smiles. He shrugs. Mira Barkridge, you are far more impressive than I ever thought based on Mesh Kennet's description of you. You are indeed a power to behold. Yes. I was an ass. Eleanor, I apologize for how I treated you in the library. Can we please go somewhere out of the city light and talk for the first time in 250 years? You have my word that I will not force you to stay. I will not attack you. We have words that need to be said. And I, and he looks up at the sky, cannot stay here any longer. Steam is starting to rise off his shoulders. Yes, we will go, Darius. Yolak, I'm going to tell you this, so there is no question as we start to move. Darius, you need to hear this. Yolak, my friend. If this individual moves against Eleanor or myself, you will slay him with the full yes, force yes, yes, of your fury. Delightful dagger of his will be in my chest. Yes, I get it. Please, let's get out of the sign. He starts walking off. Eleanor starts now following. that it's dead, <laughs> lead on, oh dark one. Whatever you may, whatever we may address you as. Without even looking back, he just waves an elegant little hand in the air like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's <laughs> So yes. while he's leading on, Eleanor is like slightly charging up the Staff of Summer Flame to it like the pilot light at the top of it just glows oh. a little bit. And she's like holding it over him like a parasol, just so it's like giving him just like a little more of a sunburn on the sure. back of his neck. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just to be annoying. He leads off into a uh into an alley and finds a um a, a, a door. He has no idea where it goes, but the place doesn't look particularly busy. He just kicks in the door. It flies off its hinges, and he walks in. He clearly does not care what is on the other side, but it's dark. <laughs> and he walks in, and... uh you find yourselves in a small storeroom, probably of some sort of like warehouse or shop. There's a couple um, 
there's a couple crates off on the side, and then there is a uh, a rack full of wine bottles. And he grabs a barrel, presumably full of wine, and and uh, just kind of rolls it to the center of the room, and just sort of leans against it, not quite not quite sitting on it but just leaning against the big heavy barrel. And I assume Eleanor comes in? Yes, Eleanor is just following him. Okay. Mira and Yola? We, I, I stay as close to Eleanor as I can manage. Okay. Yeah, I think that Yola is uh, more or less... Um, just behind all three of them. Okay. So, you're in the room. It is quite dark, except for light, uh, uh, growing light coming in through the, the open doorway as the uh, darkness spell outside starts to fade. And Mira's staff, providing a very warm, torch-like glow. Convenient. And he leans against the barrel, kind of folds his arms, and looks at Eleanor. Eleanor. What? What happened to you? You should have... You should have died. How are you alive? Eleanor, you don't owe him anything. Of course she doesn't, but here we are. If you're not going to talk, then just go. But Eleanor, <laughs> how are you alive? It makes no sense. Why do you care? Why do I care? What's it to you? Do you have any idea how remarkable it is to to find your ancient foe from 250 years ago suddenly alive, that you surely thought was dead, that you feel a bond of blood from the other side of the world. This makes no sense. What happened? How are you here? Of all places, how are you on the other side of the world? 250 years later, I don't understand. This is the most bizarre thing I have seen in my very, very long life. And I am... He catches himself for a moment. I am curious. And I haven't been curious about anything in a very long time. I want to tell him. See, here's the thing. Mira wants to grill him. First of all, mm. it's a really easy way to keep you from talking, to keep jumping Because <laughs> <laughs> if I can't protect your body from following him, I can certainly keep you from letting a cat out of the bag. Because... I, but I, I respect that this is bigger than me, right? Like, this is longer than our friendship. This is part of... This is part of Eleanor's whole life. 
the whole vampire hunting gig was like before she even got bitten. So I'm like, this is kind of up to her, but I want to protect her and us at the same time. So like Mira's just biting a hole in her own lip until she kind of sees where Eleanor wants to take this. I kind of feel like we need to like, we need to end this. Dare, I feel like the whole campaign we've had this aspect of pursued and we keep on like taking out the different things or people who are pursuing us and I feel like Darius is the one pursuing us right now so I feel like we have to like end it we have to like give the answers we need to figure out what he wants and then whether that means that you know we kill him or we make amends or we like do something I feel like we need to put this to bed we need to finish it all right that's that's a very strong tack. You know, yeah, face your enemy head on and ask, why are you chasing us? It's a very real, it's a very real um, advantage to that <laughs> aspect. So I guess I'm going to do it. I guess is what I'm going to tell. I'm, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag is what I'm saying. I mean, we're poised with defenses if this goes pear-shaped, but yeah. yeah. I feel pretty good having Yolok with us. Like, I'm not too nervous yeah. about things. <laughs> As long as he rolls well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no pressure. All right, well. Okay. So Eleanor looks at Darius. Darius, you and I go very far back. Do you remember the night that you bit me? In exquisite detail. Do you remember where I ran? We lost your trail, and I don't know how. Did how you, did you escape? Did you know that there is a cat slide alley in that little town we were in? It, uh, Do you even know what? what a cat slide alley is? No. It is a type of, think of it as a, as a magical slide, a little doorway between, between points on the map. I fell into one, and I, I ended up somewhere far, far away that I have no idea. I don't even know where I was. And from there... As luck would have it, I stumbled upon the very magical place. A place that I didn't even know existed, but it is called the Oasis of Figs. It is ruled by the Sultan Hujabi. Do you know what makes the Oasis of Figs so magical? He, he looks thoroughly confused. He I've never heard of this place. The Oasis of Figs has a magical tree that grows figs of everlasting life. <laughs> if one eats a fig, it will prolong their life. And for me, the figs kept the vampire venom at bay. How very interesting. Why did you suddenly, why did you suddenly pop back into my awareness a few weeks ago? 
I have no idea. I have no idea. We, Mira and I have been away from the Oasis for a bit. Perhaps that's why we've been in, I guess, the mortal realm, as you would call it. We haven't been in the Oasis. Perhaps that's why you felt me. Hmm. You... Have you fed? How are you not thirsty? These figs are very magical. Can he see the tattoos? Is he eyeing the tattoos or does he like not even know what that is? Um, if I, I think if you were to look at me, like I have a collar that covers most of it. Like, yeah, there's some, like, little tattoos, but they would probably just look decorative. They don't necessarily look. Well, I'm wondering if Darius recognizes, like, what the markings are. Because I know that they're slightly visible from your clothing. I'm wondering if Darius can recognize what they are and is now kind of putting it together, or is that also a mystery? He doesn't seem to be. No, she's not telling him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, oh, this is where this is where the, we are pooping under wraps. Okay, where we draw the line. that's not... where we draw the line. Okay, figs of eternal life on the table. <laughs> Tattoos only pertaining to Eleanor under wraps. Got it. <laughs> I feel like, like the shadows of blood. He doesn't need to know about them. Then he'll go after them because that's fair. You know, like the figs. He doesn't know about. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm yes, frankly, I'm proud of. <laughs> For the record, to be clear, Mira is proud of Eleanor that like there is some restraint that there is she's not just saying everything that's coming to her mind. This is not truth serum hmm. that this is just strategic release of information. This is not yes. just this is strategic release of information. Okay. Mira is very proud of Eleanor. Oh, well, thank you. And her strategy and oh, restraint. One proudness point. <laughs> he kind of pushes himself off the barrel and walks up close to Eleanor. There is a very distinct difference between this time and when and the library. In the library, he was exerting the full force of your blood connection against you, like, aggressively. Mm -hmm. And this time, he's not. He's just him standing in front of you. And he leans forward and whispers in your ear, Have you... Have you killed someone with your drink? No. I have not. Mm. You see, Darius, I... I am I am an evolved species. I don't need to kill to have my strength. He smiles very broadly. Apparently so. Hmm. He thinks for a moment. He just kind of nods. He steps back, giving you some space. Eleanor, I believe that the power in your blood has been strengthening, maturing for 250 years. Yes, I know this. Elashra already told us. Good. I offer 
you a life at my side. I'm not. I'm not going to force you. Though from the way things went last time, I think I could. I want to make it very clear, and he looks at Mira, that I'm not. You are amazing. You are truly unique in this world. And it would be an honor to be your companion. Would you consider coming north with me? Wait, 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 Darius. Do you realize last time I saw you, you tried to kill me. Why would I even consider this? I will help you explore the full potential of your blood. I don't think you've even begun to, to begin to tap into what you are capable of. So you'd want me to turn and be a full vampire? Naturally. So forgive me for speaking out of turn. He sighs. <laughs> He's so done with Mira. I'm sure he is, as most people are, once he opens her mouth. However, this little debate has gone on long enough. Darius, forgive my crude summary, but from a third-party perspective, here's how it is. You tried to kill my friend. She escaped, you assumed she was dead, and that was that for you. Then she comes back into your surprise consciousness, all mysterious, and you crossed realms and continents and invoked many powerful allies to satisfy a curiosity. And now all of a sudden she is this powerful, companion that you may use to wield and lord over whatever vampire situation you've deemed yourself in charge of. So she's only of use to you when she's powerful. So you are using her. You try to coerce her with this exact offer under duress without consent. And now you are releasing your magical brain control powers over her and asking her nicely this time, and you expect her to have the same answer? I'm sorry, I don't think so. Eleanor isn't going anywhere. Without a single hint of irony, he nods. That's about the speed of it. And he looks back at Eleanor. The gall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yolak, would you say that is a fair summary? How would you assess this situation? Do you have an opinion? Frankly, there it. is only one opinion in this room that I give any dams about. Well, that is your fault and your undoing. Because there are a lot of opinions in this room you should care about. Darius, I'm not going with you. 
Why would I be your And there's your answer. Thank you. You tried to kill me. Multiple times. To be fair, you would have killed me too, given half a chance. Yes, but now we're in opposite corners of the world. You can go back to doing whatever it is you do. But we don't have to be in opposite corners of the world. <laughs> I'm not going with you, Darius. Why not? You're she doesn't have to explain herself. That's her answer. Let her answer. It would never work. I don't love you. I don't like you. Uh, is Yolok in a position where he can start sort of, um, I, I, I am imagining that this discussion is just based on how, uh, how Darius is getting very upset and heated that his focus is like laser beam on, um, Eleanor, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I I would like to um position myself sort of in in a place around behind him because I'm not really getting good vibes from the way this is about to go down. So I wanna put myself in a good position for an alpha strike should one be required. So go ahead and uh make a covert roll. Uh, I've got a three. He has a six. What? So, what on you are, earth is you he are maneuvering around the w room. I rolled double twos on the, uh, or two plus on the dice, and he had he has a very strong perception. As you're moving around the room... Wait a minute. He's got a plus four to... To what? That is in line with everything Whatever else he has Whatever he wants, done. he's a paragon. So, as you're going around the room, he does say, excuse me, he, he, he holds an arm out, barely even gives you a glance, please, stay where I can see you. No. Eleanor Westergaard. Go free. I'm done with you. I'm done with this God's forsaken city. I sincerely wish you well. You have had a remarkable path. And I am honored to have actually stood back to back with you in a fight. It was fun. I wish you the best. Don't ever cross my path again. Or I will snap you in half when you stop it. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. I would too. It might be fun. In How fact, does Yolok feel about that exact he starts, threat? He starts walking <laughs> towards the door. In fact, 
take another 250 years and come try. See how it goes. He gives you a little wink. And he just walks a little arc around Mira and Yolok and starts heading towards the door. So, okay, quick. Hmm. God, I want to I wanna fireball his backside out the door so bad. <laughs> but. Does not kill. <laughs> I just want to tell her to get fate point if she doesn't kill. No, I'm not, I don't want to kill him. I just. Because I know what he brings as a counter-strike. Like, I know this is not going to work well. It's not going to end well if I, like, actually engage him in a fight. I just want to give him, like, a swift, like, a just like a little annoying burn on the way out. Because I know he's sensitive. Um, I, no. What I really care about, though, is there'd be no way for Mira to know this, but I'm just curious. Does Eleanor feel a mental shift when Darius says, you go free? Does he sever that mental tether as well? Or is there a way to do that? Or is that so, just like part of like the siring process? As he walks out towards the door, he pauses. And he takes one last look. Eleanor wants to ask him something. He looks back at you for a moment and pauses like he's just kind of taking you. And if you want to ask something, this is your moment. Darius. Is my family still alive? I think so. But I can't find them. I got all of them that I could find. But I'm pretty sure that there are still some around. But I've never seen them. He shrugs. Maybe you should come looking for them. And with that, he closes his eyes, and you feel a release. Go ahead and erase your vampire queen consequence. It's gone. He has no more hold over you. You are still what you are, but... He is letting you go. He opens his eyes again. Looks at you. Nods. And he turns. And he walks out the door. Unless you're going to fireball his ass. No. <laughs> after that display, after the relief I can see, the shoulders relaxing from Eleanor, I can tell that whatever it was, he answered her honestly. He did something that made her feel better, so I'm... God, I want to just send, like, an ember. Just, like, a spark. Just a... <laughs> and if he turned around, I'd be like, oh, got me. <laughs> no. Mira does nothing and holds steady. As he exits the door, his shape goes into this sort of whirly, misty action, and it turns into the bat, and he disappears probably going and finding himself a shady spot to go hang out for a while. And he's gone. And you don't feel him anymore. You don't know his direction. You don't feel his presence. And you're pretty sure he doesn't feel yours either. Wow. It's like a relief, but kind of like 
like a little bit of a letdown too, to like not have that connection. Wow. So there you are. Does she say anything to us, or does no. she just answer you? No, I think it's just. I mean, it, it's it's a very complex emotion to just. What does she do? Is she just standing in the middle of the room, frozen? Is she? What does she do? Yeah. So she just her shoulders relax, and she's able to breathe. And yeah, she just waits. Eleanor, you can take as much time as you need. I I will ask nothing more of you, except that we get home. Yes. Well, we get back. I guess the <laughs> that was much perhaps a slip. Um, the most larger question is: we have to get back to Tomlin immediately. Yes. Are you? Uh, of course. Yes. Let Let's go. Let's go. All right. So we head out towards the door and and I start getting the carpet ready for flight for the three of us. Okay. And off you go. So you fly across the city in the hot afternoon sun. Mid-afternoon at this point. You reach the houseboat and Mira and Fetra are able to are able to complete the project. You've met the requirements. So you are now a few hours later. Um, you'll reach the end of that uh, of that process. In the meantime, back at the houseboat. Eleanor, Yola. While they're doing that, Eleanor is just kind of like hanging out on the side of the boat. She's got that sword that she got in the library, the Westergaard family sword. Yes. She's like polishing it up, looking at it, trying to uh, go through all these emotions and thoughts of, he said... That one, he killed most of the people, which I guess she would have assumed that, yeah, they would have done that if he could have. But two, there could still be some of the Westergaards around, and, like, would they even remember her? I mean, it's been 250 years. They're, like, ancestors. Like, does it even matter? And then, like, why does she feel like such a fool to him when she hates him? But yet there's this weird thing, and now it's gone, and she misses it in a weird way, but she's so relieved. Hmm. And she's just feeling a little messed up. But she's polishing her sword, and I think she's going to equip the sword. She's going to... Oh, I don't want to remove the fancy whip, but I really want to have my family sword. Well, you can have it. You just can't, like, invoke it with a fate point. You just use it. Oh, you okay. just can't. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So she's polishing up. She's gonna get ready to use, like, sure. to be able to use it as she's kind of thinking about. All so these while things. you're while you're doing that, furiously polishing a sword, that draws the attention of Tata, who has an uh, appreciation for furiously polishing a blade. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes over and he he's kind of peeking over your shoulder. 
that is quite a piece. I think it's clean now, Eleanor. Yes, it is, uh, well, maybe just a bit more. I think I need to sharpen it. Tell me about this sword. This, this sword, it is, um, it's my family's crest on it. I don't know this exact blade, mm. but uh, my family had a few of them around, and we found it. We found it in the temple of Meshkinet, oddly enough. That is very odd. What do you make of that? I I think it was planted there for me. Hmm. I think it was sort of a trap, but eh, kind of a token as well. And it's my family sword, so I took it. Good for you. Good for you. He takes a look down. My, that is impressive. He's a good blade. I think it will serve you well. Yes. Did you know these swords kill vampires? I hope so. I don't know how many. <laughs> I don't know how many this one has killed. Or if any, I don't know. Hmm. But maybe it shall again. Hmm. I hope so. Yes, me too. And she continues polishing. Yes. He leaves you to it. Yolak, how are you, how is Yolak feeling? So throughout the thing, throughout the entire encounter, the trouble has been that Eleanor's last words to him, maybe not last words, but like not too long ago, said he should be taking more agency and doing things of his own accord. Um, and the whole time during that encounter, he really, really was just waiting for the nod, right? And, um, he's kind of questioning whether or not he should have just gone for it, just done, done his killing thing, which is what he's been doing a lot of recently. A lot more killing than usual. Yeah. Yeah. He's not normally a slayer. No. Um, however, I, th I think he's also reflecting on the fact that the voices are quiet when the dagger is away. Yeah. Okay, so during this, uh, this couple hours, he actually gets a bit of peace. The, uh, there's a presence in the back of his, there's a presence in the back of his mind, but it's sort of carrying on and, and sort of fading in the background. He's getting used to it. Mm. But it's definitely better with the dagger in the scabbard. So, that's a thing. Um, so, Tiffany, after a few more hours of preparations with Fetra, 
the two of you um, mix the ingredients. You are kind of monitoring the uh, the brew at very precise temperatures for very precise times before different elements get added. And before, as you uh, then treat it in some different ways once it's done. And when it's all done, you are sitting with a, with a cup full of neon pink liquid that is cooled now to a nice, calm room temperature. It looks thick and kind of syrupy. And there is about a quarter cup worth of liquid. After all the work you've done, you have, you're holding a quarter cup of, of liquid that is the result of everything. And Tomlin is having a fitful sleep. And it's ready to be given. What are Thatcher's instructions? When he is calm, then at that point, bring it to his mouth. He seems that he will, he has enough bodily function that he should drink. But if he's in the middle of a nightmare, he'll probably fight. Okay. So you need him to be at peace. But he's currently sleeping and she's sending me in. He is currently in a fitful sleep. He is not at peace right now. So until he is, the cup just kind of sits. And would you, is there anything you'd like to do to try and bring him peace? I mean... I'd like to at least make eye contact with him. I would like him to be awake because although sort of, although distant, he is calm when he's awake. So I, I need him to be awake so that he can take the cup. So I go over to him and gently sort of nestle next to the bed and sort of start petting his arm and shoulder just to sort of gently apply enough pressure that he's aware of my presence, whether conscious or unconscious, to see if that physical touch makes any any difference in his consciousness. Mm -hmm. Does it? He definitely reacts to your to your touch, but it doesn't seem like enough. So I, if he's, if he's um, sort of fitfully, you know, having a unrestful sleep, I, I presume he's probably sweating. So I, I have like a, a cooling balm 
Okay. That I apply to the back of his neck to see if that can sort of bring his temperature down or at least just stop the sweating. Again, another sensation to try to like just sort of calm his is, you know, part of that nervous system of his that's spiking. I just want to like bring that down. And if a cooling sensation would do that, it's worth a try. Sure. Um, go ahead and give me a focus roll. It's a one. That is actually not. I mean, I, I was looking for a two. So, do you. But, know? like. The, I mean, herbalist hobbyist, this is what I do. I know my way around bombs and salves. Agreed. You want to throw a fate point at it and we'll call it good? I will. Okay. All right, so. I can't fail on Icy Hot. That's not, I can't <laughs> fail on Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> I cannot go. fail with a Vicks Vapor Rub. I can't let that stand. I'm spending a fate point. <laughs> so, as you, are, as you are rubbing the balm into the back of his neck, you feel the tension relax, and he starts breathing calmly, and he eases under your hand, and his breath goes to nice a nice rhythmic, relaxed breath. And he's still asleep, but he is now calm. So I have this very real fear that if he wakes up abruptly, he's going to spasm or kick or something and knock over the cup. And we cannot <laughs> handle that. So I give a test with by just, I put my hand gently on the back of his shoulder and I try to like ease I, on my other hand in his arm. I try to ease him just to sort of prop up just enough. And I offer him a sip of water to see what he would do when offered a beverage sort of in his dream state. So like, by reflex, does he sip, or am I going to have to fully wake him up? So he's propped up, and you give him a, or you hold up a little bit of water, and he does seem to be coming to just a little bit, and he does actually receive the water reasonably well in a small sip. All right. So... She, he's very close to awake. You can tell there's, he's like just below the surface. Okay. So she, she just whispers to him and just says, Tomlin, I failed you so many times and I want to make this right. I really hope that you trust me. And she pauses to allow him to answer or give any indication that he heard her at all. And his eyes just barely kind of open up just a slight bit, but he doesn't really react, but he's calm. Okay. She offers him the potion. 
she brings it to his lips and like carefully holds it and tries to contain as much of it as possible and help him take the rest of it. So when you hold it to his lips, he kind of stirs to it, similar to how he did with the, the water. And in this moment, his eyes open up a little bit more. And for a moment, the two of you are locking eyes. And he see, and then he looks, his eyes come down at the potion kind of right in front of him, and he drinks. Slowly sipping. And it takes a little while because he's going very slowly. And every now and then, his eyes go up to you. And then they'll sort of close again, like he just needs to to hide. But he keeps drinking. And every once in a while, his eyes open up again, and he looks at you again. And after it takes, feels like it takes like ten minutes. It probably only takes like a minute, but it feels like forever. He finally finishes the small drink. And he ends with his eyes closed. And he sort of leans back again into the, 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 the reclining pillows that you've set you've set up for him. And he sort of wiggles his way back down to a laying position and rolls on his side into a comfortable sleeping position, which he has not done this entire time. He's been on his back this whole time. And this is the first time you've actually seen him roll over to a side. And he realized that that is actually how he slept when you were at his place. And it feels like he is sleeping like himself again. And he sleeps the whole night peacefully with no nightmares and with deep calming breaths. So Mira does not want to take her eyes off of him. She does not get any sleep herself because all she does is like watch his chest rise and fall and watch for the, the furrowed crinkles in between his brow and just like she's so the stakes are so high that like if this one last after everything we've been through if this one last thing goes badly it's like the only last part of this is also her fault and so if it like if the if the healing of the injuries that she was indirectly responsible for go badly and make him worse she yeah. she like doesn't trust it until she has like confirmation so she just like watches him breathe all night at one point thetra comes in and is kind of just hovering over your shoulder watching listening 
I think, I think it, I think it worked. Mira, he looks different. He sounds different. She puts a hand on your shoulder. That is a relief. The piece we've brought has clearly worked, but until I know he's fully back, my job is not done. You'll forgive me if I don't relinquish my post. She gives your shoulder a little pat and leaves the room. And uh, there's a little cup of tea sitting on the, the chair next to you. And every once in a while, she just sort of comes in and brings you a little something, whether it's tea or a little nibble, knowing that you're, she knows exactly what you're doing. And she just brings you little things to help you get through the night. That's just the best. I love her so much. (laughs) All right. So the night is, uh, the night is quiet. So Eleanor sitting there polishing the sword. Um, Mira is in taking care of Tomlin. Yolok, I'm not sure what Yolok's up to. Yolok's just kind of milling around. He's thinking a lot. Yeah. About his. About his dagger, about uh, how previously it had been sealed shut. Thinking about how the voices are quiet when it is shut, what the implications of that would be. So Eleanor just cannot stop thinking about the interaction with Darius. She has so many questions. Like, when she was in his presence, she just didn't have the mind to, like, ask some of the things, and she was just, like, stunned that he was actually sitting there, like, willing to communicate, like, talk to her like an equal, and that he wanted to have this conversation, and she's sitting there going, there's so many things I wanted to ask that I didn't, and I don't know if I said too much, did I say too little, like, I've never seen him like this talking to a human. Anyway, there's so many things that she... There's so many unanswered things. And she cannot stop thinking about it. But it's not in the same sense that it used to be when he was, like, mind-controlling her. Um, And the fact that she won't ever be able to find him again is really weighing on her because she wants to have I don't know if it'd be like a lifeline for this past life, or he seems to think that he like knows a lot about what she could do with her blood. I don't know. There's so many things. She wants to go find him. <laughs> she just needs. She just. But she can't have the group with them because she's a. Because when Mira's with her, that she like Mira's great. Mira like keeps her safe, and she just. <laughs> Can't take Mira with her. <laughs> I know you'll luck. I know you'll luck. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so we don't need to take time right now to do that, but she just wants to go and ask him, like, where is he gonna, like, where is he at nowadays? If she were to ever want to go back and chat at some point, she just, like, wants to, like, oh what god. city are you oh in? Oh my god, you just want to keep a foot in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe Eleanor does just want to keep a foot in the door. Maybe she's having a hard time. She obviously is having a hard time. Boy, it sure would be nice if she'd open up about that hard time with her friends, huh? Maybe some of them are going through hard stuff. Maybe they can empathize. <laughs> <laughs> no better bottle it up this. and go off on a know. solo adventure. Track down the the Dracula that's trying to kill you. Cool. Again. 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 I know. I know. Except this time she doesn't have a compass. <sighs> yeah. So I am trying to reserve my opinion, <laughs> which they have many. Because without Eleanor voicing any of this, yeah, Mira yeah, would have yeah. no way of sharing, well, so, and my opinion as Tiffany doesn't matter. <laughs> so she really just, like, wants, because he's, like, still in the city, like, during the night. She just, like, wants to go off and be like, hey, where are you located at again? Okay, thanks. Bye. And then come back. Why? Why on earth would she want that information other than to seek him out? and counter everything that she's done just kidding i do want to be your girlfriend no 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 no. she wants information on the family she wants to know what happened he already told her that he hasn't been able to find them but like what's okay uh listen it's eleanor's choice uh, and Yola cannot hear this internal monologue. This is just <laughs> this is just table talk at this point. But my goodness, my goodness, Eleanor. I know. So I guess from like you know we haven't quite established how kind of the whole vampire courts all around the different realms all work. My guess is since Darius is probably the top of the chain where he comes from, there's probably a a network of vampires over which he rules who probably are party to doing away with pesky Westergaards. He's probably not, Darius himself is probably not hunting them one by one alone. He probably has deputies and lieutenants who are all, you know, bent on ridding the world of the Westergaard scourge or whatever their opinion is. Um, but I, I'm wondering just from a, you know, maybe backstory standpoint, um, how much Eleanor would just sort of be aware because she was hunting him in the first place. And he probably hasn't let go of that foothold. It's probably his kind of like dominion. Mm. I can't imagine he like moves his his kingdom from time to time. He's probably kind of still lording over that realm. So she has kind of a vague idea of his sort of zone. It is a very good bet that he is probably still in his ancestral home where you where you dealt with him long ago okay it's a very 
They are creatures of habit. They don't tend to migrate very much. Okay. Okay. And he said to her, he said to her, don't come find, or, you know, if we ever cross paths again, or don't come back to me or whatever he said was basing on, it sounded like he was assuming that Eleanor would know where to find him and Mm -hmm. stay away. So does this result in anything other than Eleanor looking out the ed- looking out the looking out over at the city from the ship or from mm. the little houseboat? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to see something. <laughs> you sure? Okay. Yeah, those wheels are turning. I see that thinking face. Mira, the next morning. Sun is coming in through the window. And she has kind of lost a little bit of focus for a little while. She hasn't fallen asleep, but she's just kind of zoned because it's been very much the same for a while. And then suddenly her attention is grabbed by something different as his breathing, as Tomlin's breathing shifts from the peaceful, slow breath of a, of a, of the deep sleep that he's had all night. And she looks up at him and his eyes are blinking. And he doesn't quite seem to have the energy to like sit up, but he definitely opens his eyes and is kind of looking around and blinking like in the bright light like he hasn't seen he hasn't seen light with his eyes open like this in a in a while and then he sees Mira and he just sort of he doesn't freeze like he's in fear he just pauses and his eyes seem calm but he doesn't say anything. He's just looking at you. So, Mira just, like, her breath hitches, her breath shifts the minute his does, and then when she sees him blink, she, like, holds her breath, like, just waiting for his response, and when it doesn't look like she's going to get one immediately, she like her mind is instantly flooded with a like a just cacophony of possible things she could say and then nothing comes out of her mouth but just she repeats exactly what he was saying in the message she just says i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm so so sorry i'm sorry and then she just gets caught in a a thought loop and the more she apologizes she just starts like her breath kind of goes back to her all at once and she starts to kind of she starts to completely sob and she just collapses by his side and just apologizes and cries like into his bedside and after a moment uh, of several moments of of this 
Mira feels a, a, a hand just very lightly on her shoulder. And he has kind of reached out his hand. He's lying on his side looking at you and he's kind of just reached out a hand and just touching you. And he, for a minute, he doesn't say anything, but he just kind of, when he can finally get eye contact with you, kind of just nods weakly, and then he says, Me too. Where? He closes his eyes again and opens. Where are we? Where am I? She she sort of laughs and smiles as she as the, the crying subsides. And just what a simple question. What how <laughs> just the simplicity of the question and the complexity of the answer just makes her laugh. Um and she just says, You're among friends and you're safe. We are in the flood with the shadows of blood. And I know that all sounds very menacing, but I can promise you these are the most trustworthy, caring friends I care to count among mine. Am I supposed to understand any of the words you just said? Because I didn't understand anything you just said. No. Friends and safety. That's, That's the gist of it. Okay. Oh, okay. Did did it really, Mira? I've had so many awful, awful, awful dreams. Did it really happen? I I'm not entirely sure what exactly you're referring to, and you don't have to tell me any of it. You don't have to tell me anything you've been through. I I can't imagine what it must have been like. I don't even know the entirety of what it could have been. If you would like to talk about it, I I am here for it. I'm here for you. You don't have to repeat any of it. He just sort of shakes his head like, no. 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 I just want today to be a new one. Where is, where is she? He kind of looks around the room like he's just worried. Where is she? Gone. Gone to a place where she is never coming back to harm anyone ever again. He looks at you and kind of smiles. Did you come save me? <laughs> we all did. Who's who's we? Um, uh, my friend Eleanor, who you met. Yes. And another friend of ours, Yolok, to whom we owe the success of the entire operation. Hmm. Oh, Mira, I, I don't understand anything that has happened since I met you. 
and I just want, I just want to go home. Am I, am I anywhere even near home anymore? We can get you home. Uh, we're in Perbestet, which I know is a few days away. It's a fair, it's a fair distance, but I made the passage safely once and I, when I last saw you, I told you I'd come back for you. And that's what I did. He smiles. I, I didn't know it would be under the circumstances. I didn't know it would have to be in a life or death rescue mission, but I kept my word and I couldn't live another day knowing that your life was in danger. And if you wish to return home, I want you to live your life in safety. And I want that. I want that for you. And I, I will get you home and I will set all of my wrongs to right. He smiles and he kind of reaches out and takes your hand and gives it a squeeze. And he, <sighs> that sounds nice. And he, he kind of relaxes into his pillows and closes his eyes for a minute and you think maybe he's going to go back to sleep and then he kind of shakes his head a little bit I think I've been asleep for long enough is there any food? oh yes there's there's lots. There's lots of food that we can make. We can whip you up some breakfast and just the notion of just like a good old fashioned start to the day, making a meal for people who are well is just like, she's, she's getting ready to just, I mean, she's ready to feed the whole Shadows of Blood crew at this point. She's just like, breakfast is on me. Who wants eggs? She just like bounds into the kitchen and just like starts the kettle, starts to pull up some, you know, gets the griddle out and she doesn't just know what she's making. She's just putting together some edible spread with like optimistic excitement. Awesome. So while she's doing that, Yolok, you, where are you hanging out in the boat when Tomlin wakes up? Uh, I think the same place that, uh, I had the argument with Eleanor. Sort uh, of the room, it's the room next door yeah. to where Tomlin. Yes. Okay. So, you hear a, uh, you hear the con the 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 awakening you hear the conversation and you uh 
you hear Mira get up and leave to go make the meal. And then you are, you feel yourself fade away and you are back in that endless tunnel, kind of falling down. And there is a person writing down with you, kind of reaching out and holding your hands as you start fall as you fall down the tunnel that you haven't seen before. That is an elderly lady looking like a priestess in the garb of Anuakma. And as you're falling down the tunnel, she just whispers one thing again and again to you. It was a lie. She was wrong. It was all a terrible mistake. And you suddenly come to again, but you're not in the room where you were. You're actually standing in the doorway of Tomlin's room, looking at him. And he's just kind of looking at you very, very warily. And kind of weakly. And he doesn't say anything, but he looks at you with the very, very uncomfortable. But you're suddenly saying you're in full control, but you do not know how you got there. Sorry, what exactly was repeated while I was following? While I was falling? She was wrong. It was a lie. It was a mistake. Then, quick clarification. I'm sorry, Brendan. In your, in your vision in the void, the priestess that you were holding hands with, was not in the garb of Anwakma, it was the garb of Thoth Hermes. Sorry, I got my got my deities confused. She was a priestess of Thoth Hermes. Now, as he sort of gathers himself, finding himself in the uh, strange position in the door, suddenly you experience something that you've heard about but you've never actually experienced before which is a magical sending there is a a you hear a tone like a bell in your mind and then you hear a voice and it's your old friend Tama reaching out to you Yolak Yolak this is this is Kama please don't panic I'm reaching out to you with a magical sending. I don't have long. Please listen to me. I've been researching since you left, and I've learned something very frightening about the dagger that you took from the crypt. Long ago, there was a cult 
of Thoth Hermes that split off from the main church. And that dagger is an artifact of that cult. However, it was not a church of Thoth Hermes. It was another being hiding behind a mask like Thoth Hermes. And it, it fooled all of them. And they did terrible, terrible things. I don't yet know entirely what that dagger is, but whatever it is, it is not good. Please don't use it. Whatever you do, be very, very careful with that dagger. You won't be able to respond to this. I hope you receive this message. I am still at the Temple of Thoth Hermes. If you need to contact me, Yolak, I owe you my life and I wish you well. Good luck, friend. And you hear the same bell chime, and it goes away. Could um, Tomlin hear that? Tomlin is still looking at Yolak like uh, he grew a second head. But uh doesn't seem like he he does not seem like he heard anything that was just said. Okay, so from Tomlin's perspective, a kobold who he's never met before walks into a room and then stands at the doorway for a while with a dumb look on his face. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh you must be Tom. He nods gently. Yes, you must be Yolak, I think. Yes. Yolak turns around and starts walking out the door and sort of looks <laughs> over his shoulder and says, You should know. I've killed two queens to protect Mira. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well. Polishing the guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Mira makes breakfast. Eleanor did not go off in the night looking for Darius. She thought about it. Yolak learned something new. At this point, you are freer than you have been since the beginning of this game. The city is in utter chaos. Yeah, we have to leave. <laughs> but no one in that chaos is particularly coming after you although Nefrini will probably kick your ass if she can find you but I think she's not but, I mean I'd like to see her try oh, exactly <laughs> she's and, not looking for you she's not looking to do so but and Meshkenet and Elasha are both dead so I mean we I think left that's a good point. Nothing but raw potential for her to, you know, 
start the recovery of Perbastet, the great rebuilding of the cat folk. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're not sure what happened to Henna in all of this. The city of Perbastet is going to be has a has a long road ahead of it. But no one in this city is particularly trying to hunt and kill you right now, which is a big improvement. Bonus! <laughs> now, so you can, uh, at this point, you can leave the city when you're ready. However, you have too many people to all write on the carpet. And um, Tomlin needs to get back to... Nuria, where people are trying to uh, probably hunt and kill you on sight, and yes. your uh, your road your shadow road is in Coromel, which is kind of halfway, eh, not halfway, but it, it's three quarters of the way between here and Nuria, along the river. So, you all need to decide what you're going to do next. I think we journey together we find some mounts that are not flying we find some something that can whether it's a, a cart caravan situation or a bunch of camels or something but we need to get out the four of us and i think it would be safest if we come prepared to basically take Tomlin as far as we can safely without endangering him with our, you know, conspicuous status in the city. Because mm -hmm. that city guard definitely wants us dead. So we need to basically get him as close as we can and send him off on his way. And then we can head off to where we need to go, where the Shadow Road is. Okay, so travel on land to Coromel. There's also river barges. Those are an option, too. Yeah, but we can't be in control of those. True. I think at this point, you know, we don't want to enlist any more drivers. And I, I, think, I think Mira worked so hard to get to this point that she's just really hard to trust new people at this point. And she's like, there's no, I can't take any more chances until she can't take any more chances until she knows that Tomlin is safe. When she's just bargaining with her own life, she's like ready to do what has to get done. But if it means taking a slightly longer road and ensuring safety at this point, she has to see it through, get him home safe. Okay. Does anyone want to do anything else in Perbestet? Okay. So, um, who is going to take responsibility for pr procuring some mounts? I can give you some camels. Okay. So, you go and uh, you find a, uh, a, uh, Camel, I don't know. I'm not a sure. Camel what dealer. A camel dealer, I guess, is the term. <laughs> I don't know. Camel rancher. And uh, I have a surprise for you. Remember? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> Remember who? <laughs> Brendan is like, what? 
I have no idea. Donovan is our camel that we rode into Kerbistet on in episode one, and he ran away from the Were Tigers, and we were very worried about him. Here he is. Oh, Donovan! I just go running up to him. I run past the little dealers. Like I know Donovan. I just start rubbing him, giving him a hug. Look at him over. There's a little sure. tap on your shoulder. <laughs> Excuse me, lady. Um, would you like to purchase this particular camel? Mm, yes, I would. Um, although I'm curious, uh, what is his uh his pedigree? I have no idea. Absolutely, you do not, because he's actually my camel. That's nice. <laughs> I've been feeding him for several months now. Where did you find him? None of your business. Well, this is my camel. Not now, he's not. Well, I'm going to give you some but money you can be for your... the feed. Oh, good. I want to know where you found him. How was he? Oh, he was actually brought to me by another caravan coming in from the east. He was wandering in the desert. <gasps> Donovan! You very you... clever camel. <laughs> so you you lost this camel in the East Desert? I did. I did lose it. He just shakes his hand. Whatever. And he holds out his hand. And I some... give him some money. Good. All right. You get a couple camels Woo. plus Donovan. Yay! <laughs> um, can you hook me up with some good gear? And I'd like the luxury versions. We've got a long, long road ahead of us. All right. He uh, he doesn't sell all the stuff you need, but he points you at the place that does. We're right. not going to get into the details because it's not. Well, important. I outfit the camels in really nice, like if you know, like the highest trim we could get in oh. the saddle. <laughs> all right. Go ahead and make a. Give me a clever roll. Difficulty two. I rolled all nice. I know. The EX model camels. Oh, difficulty two. I was gonna give oh. you a chance for a uh, a a, a, a uh, aspect with a free invoke for the for the journey in case it in case it comes up. It's up to you if you want to actually throw a fate point at that for it to matter. If you just want to mm, let it go, nope, I'm fine. All right, then never mind. Um, I only got I got a one. Yeah, that was a bad roll. Bad roll on the dice. So, um. Okay, so you have everything equipped, um, and you all are ready to leave. As did you... we get? Sorry, did we get three camels? Uh, you can have Cause... four. It's... Oh, we all get our own. Oh, yeah, that's you can all have your okay. own camel. Because we rode in on Tom. We rode in on on. Um... We rode in on on Donovan together. That's true. Because we were on the same one. So um, I just want to make sure we have enough for the cargo that we need and for um, sending Tomlin alone. So all four sound great. Everybody gets their own spread out. Totally fine. As you um, are kind of wrapping up your preparations um, in your final, while, while Tomlin, Tomlin takes another like, couple days to kind of recover things, like be ready to, to, to move. And he starts moving about the houseboat, 
slowly. Um, and uh, he has very kind of ha gentle conversations with the the Shadows of Blood folks, but he, he mostly tries to kind of stick to Mira. He doesn't really seem open to anyone else or feel comfortable around anyone else, but he's he's definitely getting stronger and getting better. Um, in the meantime, um, Thetra and, and the crew are um, discussing the, the fate of Alashra and the fact that when she went down, that the rest of the bloodline is still there. They were, they had plans. They had that ritual that they were going to try and perform that would have wiped out her whole bloodline, but now the head is gone. So now they're trying to figure out how they can, because the, the rest of her vampires are still a strong presence in the city, and there's a mm -hmm. squabble going on um, for for supremacy of who will be the new leader, but that has effectively split the bloodline. I remember, I was thinking about that when we killed her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh no, we just like ruined their whole plan. Yeah. Yep, I sure did. Her. And, and in, a, in a sense, like they had it to where they were going to kill all the vampires, so we sort of like made their problem worse in a way. Yeah. Yep. But then it like so what it, how are they feeling on our choices though because like yes what we did made their job harder or complicated their plan but like were they in our stead would they have done anything to Oh yeah yeah there's no like bitterness you definitely get the impression that their their position is is like you get a chance to stake a vampire you stake a damn vampire you Yeah know, like, so they're they're um it's it's mostly a it's more of a like okay what do we do now like the fact that Alasha is out gives them a like the 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 really changes the landscape of things and they are not mm -hmm. quite sure what they're going to do next but they've been continuing to kind of study that ritual that they were planning to work on and mm -hmm. thinking trying to figure out kind of what they do with it from here but in the course of things Mira gets um kind of the final pieces that she really needed to understand how rituals work between the the potion preparation and connecting the dots between a much more freeform ritual format and um, something she knew how to do well, which was kind of medicinal elixirs and stuff. Like, connected the dots in a way that was really useful for her. And then also working with Fetra on this other ritual, even though they didn't get a chance to do it, um, there's been a lot of education for Mira over the last little while working with Thetra. So, Mira is now eligible to take the Ritualist stunt, which will allow her... Woohoo! Yay! Which will allow her to lead the ritual to open the Shadow Road in Coromel. Oh, yay! Congratulations, Mira! I feel like I've gotten a power-up! I'm so excited! <laughs> so, remind me later to sit down and talk with you about what all you can do with rituals. Um, I'm so excited! Uh, so, does that mean that 
my refresh goes down because I have this, I have a new stunt. Is yes. that the cost of taking it on? That is yeah. the cost. You need to spend a refresh in order to take a new stunt. Um, okay. We are going to consider this a major milestone for everyone. So everyone can gain plus one to one of your attributes of your choice. This is the big, <laughs> these are the big upgrades. Mm. So, Wait, it's one of our approaches? Or sorry, or? approaches, not attributes. Sorry, one of your approaches. So this is a thing that, that only happens at very, every so often. Wow. This is something that we can think about, you or think are we sharing this? Okay. Think about it for next time. You also gain one more refresh, which you can spend on a sun. So, Mira, for you, that can be a net wash. Okay. So, I just stayed the same because I spend the refresh I got on the new stunt. So, I stayed the same. Okay. Correct. Um, you all may want to consider... You know, so you may want to just hold on to the refresh to give you a bigger fate pool. You may want to spend it on one of the stunts for your class. That might uh, put you up into an impressive tier of things. So happy to talk about options in between the sessions with each of you. But um, you all are headed into the next leg, and you have accomplished some amazing things. Woohoo! In your journeys. And we will pick up next time when we leave for Basta. <laughs>